0: Hello, all. Welcome to the Literacy Spire cartoon fan podcast. This is episode 428, and today we'll be talking about Eclipse Lake from the Owl House. I'm GC13. And I'm Soren. I think I can take a shot
1: at doing the synopsis to this one.
0: All right, let's get back to it.
1: Okay, so on this episode, we have a hunt for Titan's blood. We start out with Belos attempting to fix the portal or modify it in a way that he can get back to the human realm, but every key he puts in the slot fades away or crumples to dust. Um, Hunter offers to help him in any way, but Belos refuses his help and says that he just
0: needs to stay alive. I'll say this. Hunter, for a young person, is incredibly adept at noticing he's being sidelined. Yeah, I mean,
1: (laughs) he's roughly supposed to be 16 and so what's really interesting is Hunter puts so many stakes into this mission, even though it's not one that Bellos gave him intentionally, right? So it's not like he's coming back empty-handed. He wasn't expected to come back with anything. It was given to um Kikimura. And the, the it's interesting that right in the beginning of this episode, you see the page for how to make Grimwalkers open in Belos's lab. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it could be possible that he is fabricating a new Hunter replacement. However, I think he's come ah. to the conclusion that it's going to take too long, and so he's not going to bother. But he has it open just in case.
0: Dialogue with the Collector indicated that he had not yet begun work on another Grimwalker.
1: This might just be like the kind of, you know, refreshing his memory stage. Just being like, oh, this
0: kid's getting annoying. What
1: were the ingredients for a replacement again? Let me Let me yeah. freshen
0: up on that. <laughs> you know, just in case the Eclipse doesn't work out, I might need a new one.
1: Yeah, he might want a companion into the human realm.
0: But yeah, Hunter offers
1: to do this mission and is told not to, so it's like he doesn't have any real, like, stakes. I guess he is afraid of Kikimura replacing him, but that doesn't seem to be the case. She'd make a terrible nephew. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Bellos, it's really interesting seeing Bellos's, like, manipulation in action and how he makes Hunter feel special so that
0: Hunter mm-hmm. will do whatever he wants for him to live up to that. Give someone a reputation, and they will move mountains to <laughs> prove that you're right. Which is funny because his
1: reputation amongst basically everyone who meets him is that he's whiny, annoying, and scrawny.
0: And a bootlicker. Don't forget that. Which is
1: so sad. It hurts his feelings so much. Which I mean, like, it's totally understandable because he was being like an antagonist. But it's not like he really knew any better at that point. Yeah.
0: That's just how the
1: game is played. And then we switch to our protagonists. Luce has, quote, the common mold, which is equivalent to our common cold, although we don't exactly know.
0: Hey, how this it looks
1: more her. like a flu, at least. Yeah, I mean, she's not, like, throwing up, but she is a little delirious, but this is pretty on par for Luce.
0: Yeah, that's a very high fever. And it
1: it, it is very cute to kind of see Luce um, all Stigar. loopy yes exactly when all of her filters are gone it's not making her cuckoo <laughs> it's just <laughs> removing her filters
0: telling her to calm it down a little bit again with the snakes is there any doubt about what her palisman is going to be
1: yeah i said that and everyone's like well, well do you really think
0: it's going to be a snake and i'm like it's written all over the wall come on well after the after thanks to them i no longer have any doubts it's totally a snake i know
1: I <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna, like, try and make it a very specific species of snake, if, or if it's gonna just be generic snake. It's gotta be some kind of garden snake. Bring it full circle. Maybe like a ball python. That does seem very loose. Ball pythons are very, um, chunky
0: and adorable and non-threatening. Maybe it'll just be Gildersnake. Her palisman will be Gildersnake, the character. I would laugh. Where's that from? That's the very first episode, the character who... Uh, Azura, or maybe it's Ah. Lazura, uh, busts out the rocket launcher on. Maybe she names it Gildersnake. (laughs) Dana, please.
1: I'm begging you. But speaking of palismans, okay, so let me continue with the synopsis. So, Luce manages to get the Echo Mouse to say some more stuff about Philip, about specifically going to get Titan's blood from Eclipse Lake. Luce wants to get the Titan blood, but she is down for the count. So, Amity, Ida, and King all volunteer to go. Both Ida and King go with the second motivation of trying out their new discovered powers. King has his sonic ability and Ida can turn into a harpy, although can't figure out how to do it on command just yet. They go into Eclipse Lake, which is actually in a subterranean tunnel in some old dragon, or not dragon, I keep wanting to say dragon's blood, titan's blood mines, where they, where Hunter wants to scoop Kikimora. So Kikimora is already there
0: trying to find the titan's blood. And worrying about being scooped by Hunter, she <laughs> knew he would try this. Yeah,
1: but Hunter immediately gets found by Ida, Amity, and King, where they imprison him and have him kind of like go with them into the mines.
0: Okay. To be to be fair to Hunter, it was actually Flapjack's fault that he got discovered by them, but it was Hunter's own fault that Kikimura had discovered him. So Yes.
1: I am. And so, okay, so they're in the mines. They get separated because they mess around with the fool's blood. It creates this big crevice in the ground that they fall into. Amity and Hunter are by themselves, and Hunter gets it into Anime's Amity's head that the Tamagotchi she's using to communicate with Luce is sending weird ultimatums about coming back with results when it's really just like, (laughs) you are a cutie. You are rad. And so Amity has her own bit of character development where she's, like, desperate to prove that she can be useful, and Hunter's trying to prove the same thing. And Amity kind of gets a moment of realizing, oh, actually, um, normal people don't treat me like this, or shouldn't treat you like that, while well, Hunter doesn't quite get it
0: yet. And she all but shouts, normal people don't do this, Odalia!
1: <laughs> yeah, I think her dad is still guilty of playing along, so she does g- group him With that.
0: Well, he does try to support Odalia.
1: Yes, Ida makes a deal with the owl beast in her head to transform on command for a price. Um, At the end (laughs) of the episode, we learn that it's to eat small animals like voles, presumably whole. Uh, (laughs) I feel real bad for Ida on that one, because it's not like she got a beak or a gizzard. Well, maybe she got a gizzard that we don't know about.
0: It looks like she was able to handle it. It's more the disgustingness of the task that she was annoyed by. Amity rushes into Eclipse Lake while
1: Ida and King hold back all of Kikimora's team, only to find Hunter digging in the ground where he delivers the most like it was an amazingly voice acted bit where he like yes. has a bit of a meltdown into madness. 2-2. Um, Did you hear that?
0: We need to start talking about Infinity Train if it's
1: gonna be like this. <laughs> oh god, this is one of the long ones that's gonna shake the, my desk. Oh no, okay, it's not. Oh, it's already gone, thank god. Woo! Yeah, we'll we'll do episodes on Infinity Train, take a drink every time an actual train goes by my apartment. So, Hunter has a very glorious meltdown until he sees, and Amity tries to have a moment of, like, being nice to him, and saying, like, hey, you know, real people shouldn't treat you like that. But he sees that she has the key, the key to the suitcase, to the portal, around her neck. She confiscated it from Luz because Luz was too delirious
0: to do anything with it. She convinces him that his alcohol addiction is killing him, and then he looks up and sees her hip flask and loses it. Yeah, exactly.
1: So then we get a very gloriously animated fight scene between them. Uh, Disney really putting in the big bucks. Wonderful animation. And they end up at a stalemate where Amity has the key in her fist and has a an abomination gunk knife pointed at his throat. Very cool, very dramatic. Hunter threatens to go after Luce because now that they know that they have Titan's blood that has a big target on her back, so Amity cracks the key in her glove and then gives the key to Hunter. But the key dripped Titan's blood into her glove. So now there's, you know, something to go off of.
0: Does that make it Titan's glove?
1: Titan's glove! Um. Well, boy, would it be... Difficult to make a glove for a Titan. Um, <laughs> so Amity comes back with the glove full of Titan's blood, and then Hunter comes back with a key that has a little bit of blood left in it. And uh, Hunter understands Flapjack for the first time. So uh, a couple developments in this episode, like uh, we see Bellos's face for the first time. They have a big reveal later, but this is the first time that us the audience sees his face. Hunter, of course, it's implied that he sees it all the time and that it's no big deal for him and that he's very aware of Bellos's kind of like condition, like that green group condition. And yeah, he gets hounded by Flapjack, who names himself or had a name beforehand and just tells it to Hunter.
0: Yeah, that's the impression I got.
1: Yeah, which I wonder how old pancakes are as mm. like a food product
0: they only need to be a few hundred years old for the timeline to add up
1: 400 years old um they would have to be both a human and a
0: witch dish well remember the there was a lot of intermixing with the human realm in the Clothorne family so yeah so
1: some some cookbooks might have also you know flown down the garbage chute into the 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 demon realm uh, we also get the reveal that Bellos has been in the human realm. Of course, now we know that. Yep. Now we know
0: why. But At the
1: time, that was really good fuel for the theories that he was Philip. Although, at this point, Luce doesn't know that Philip is a scumbag. She thinks he's really cool, so there's still, like... Yeah. That doesn't add up, um, because Philip obviously...
0: Uh, and then, of be- course, in the episode where they reveal what a dirtbag Philip was, they also reveal that he's Bellos, so... They reveal that he has been modifying himself with glyphs. Well, they do the bellows voice, and they show the origin of the scar. Like, there's no doubt after... Yeah,
1: I think at that point, like, it was pretty obvious, because that also explained how he could have lived so
0: long. Because he literally says, but I have to live long enough to see it. The only doubt in my mind was is it like philip's mind in charge or is someone else's mind took over his body that was the only question i had and of course we found out yes it's always been philip yeah he's just that terrible yeah it was it was really interesting
1: seeing him say like i've been to the human realm before and i'm like ooh you know like some
0: more some more lore to this guy i would be kind of down for an alternate version of the owl house where bellos and philip were separate people I I would want to know what had Bellus been doing there. Like they they could have him do some cool adventures, like the non-genocidal tyrant. Yeah,
1: if like he and Philip became merged through his experimentation, and Bellos was just some
0: guy. No, this would this would be a completely alternate reality where Philip and Bellos never never had any relation. Hmm. Well, we don't have like anything
1: close to that, because Bellos is Philip 100 percent and like, Phillip's, uh, we know that Philip's like, good personality was always a facade.
0: I feel like Hunter would have had a better childhood if the Bellows that he saw wasn't so much of an act. I just have a hunch.
1: Yeah, I think deep down, Philip does care about his Grimwalkers. I mean, he wouldn't make them after the likeness of his brother if it like, didn't do something for him.
0: It's like an incredibly authoritarian parent. They love their child, they just think they have to hurt them if they're disobedient.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's obviously a very complicated relationship, and what affection Philip does have for Hunter obviously isn't enough for him to hold back from killing him. Um, <laughs> if the time were to come, you know, it's just like, he feels about the same amount of affection for Hunter as, like, somebody would for their laptop. I will discard you when you cease
0: being useful.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, yeah, basically exactly that. Like, it would be so expensive to get a replacement, but does have like some residual affection. Like, you know, people put stickers on their laptops and give them Ah, notes. Yes. So it's not like Bellows hates Hunter. He just sees him as a tool and is nice to him because he knows that, that he can get things from Hunter by being nice. Very canny grandpa. I think he learned very quickly that being needlessly cruel to his Grimwalkers makes them betray him faster. So, you know, putting on that that extra niceness, like, you know, people who don't drop their laptops tend to have laptops that last longer. <laughs> that sort of idea. but And of course, it worked wonders on Hunter, you know, like, he had to learn the entire truth before he could consider betraying Bellows. Yeah.
0: Now, every so often, there are things that I see for the first time in watching an episode. Now, this is not something I noticed for the first time this time. But it wasn't until after Steve's face reveal, basically, that I, I noticed the the part where Kiki Bora yells to Steve to uh, jump over a chasm before she throws him in it. And it's like such a funny line, but it went right over my head because I did not, you know, Steve, just in one ear out the other. Until we knew what a legend he was, I, I did like the just complete attention deficit disorder. Uh, nature of the guard captains like i'm going to try to interrogate you and then realize how bored i am of this and throw you into this chasm
1: the absolute most insane decision possible because like everybody knows who the blights are like did Kikimura not recognize amity
0: i don't think she cares
1: yes but they are also she is literally writing on blight industry machinery right so if she wants to keep getting cool new toys She has to keep that alliance with the Blights.
0: And who is going to tell her that, like, only one person knows that Amity got tossed into a chasm?
1: It was a whole scout group. It was a whole scout group that saw her. Like, once a secret that is between more than two people isn't a secret anymore. It's information. Like, they would find out.
0: I don't know. I think these guys are good at keeping their mouths shut.
1: Because even Odalia, like, not being the best mother ever... Odalia would still want to run an investigation on what happened to Amity, and it wouldn't be that hard to figure out what happened. Like, She would probably interview the people Amity has talked to, right? Because she knows that Luce and the Owl Lady are friends with Amity. She knows that Amity spends time with them to a degree, like to the point that she tried to stop it. So I think if Amity disappeared, she would interview them first, and then they would be like, yeah, we went with Amity to these caves, and then Amity disappeared and never came back.
0: I mean, the caves are full of fool's blood, so very dangerous. Uh, You might fall into a chasm. Yeah, but then from
1: there, logically, she would start to interview scouts that went onto the cave with her, and I don't think... Who is going
0: to give her access to interview these scouts? What if Kiki Moro were to pick some scouts and say, hey, you guys were actually the scouts who were with me the whole time, and we left Amity behind, and uh, never saw her again. Okay, yeah, that's what happened. They all wear masks. Mm,
1: I still think it would be way too much trouble on Kikimura's part.
0: Mm, I don't know. She does seem vile sometimes.
1: <laughs> I think she seems very arrogant. Once she's on the machine, she thinks she's on top of the world. She definitely seems to make decisions based on how big she feels in the moment.
0: <laughs> uh so which is why you should never give Kiki Mora a piggyback ride, no matter how much you want to.
1: Yeah, she'll try it. She'll control you Ratatouille style into... <laughs> she'll crash you into walls just because it's funny. She would be like the Mario who abandons the Yoshi for that extra jump. <laughs> oh, yeah. She sees yeah, no problem with
0: that at all. Kiki Mora, every single time. Mm-hmm. Not even to get anything, just because it looks cooler. Yep. Oh, then the last bit. Um,
1: we did get to see the first so Amity did get a palisman despite missing school on that day. She yeah. got a little white kitty named Ghost, which is adorable, and apparently um Dana Terrace's cat is also named Ghost. So we got another cartoon naming cats in the show after cats that the crew have, because Lion was the was a similar situation. We need more cats in animation. There just aren't enough. Yes, I love cats. Also, love the implication that just regular cats live in the Demon Realm.
0: I don't know. They have a, they have the giraffe staff, so maybe a, a lot of these palismen are mysterious creatures from the other realm. Maybe they're just few and far in between. Because, you know, I, I'm pretty sure by the time that giraffe palismen was carved, they'd been banished a long time ago.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of cats, so I have a little kitty right here. Um, Pet the kitty? I'm trying to keep him from rubbing against the microphone, as he likes to do. <laughs> but yeah, cats cats are like rats. You know, where people go, cats will tend to follow them. So I think if there is an ample rodent population in the demon isles, which there seems to be one, probably some cats may have followed into the demon realm after, you know, if there's an open portal. If there's an open
0: door, a cat has found a way through it. You know what? I'm okay with this. this little kitty cats. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Eclipse Lake. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm Sorin. Leave us a comment or a review. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.
1: Yeah, Hunter is genuinely annoying and cringey, um, but I think Ida's like, wow, he pisses everybody off. I want to be like that. And then does the annoying things that he does.